Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I am Matt Rashavi. It is a pleasure to be with you guys for another week. How was your week? Is everything okay? You want to talk about it? Um, welcome back to the show that critics are calling Hard Pass. Rather listen to anything else. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Mom. Um, anyways, welcome to the show. It is a, it's been quite a week, um, and as it kind of always turns out that way, doesn't it, in the middle of all this? So this show is hopefully a welcome diversion for that. So let's kick it off with some comic books. Why not, right? So sometimes we need to escape reality, especially during these times. And these are some good comic books that I can absolutely recommend um, checking out. So a lot of times I feel like just the title alone is going to be what grabs you in. I mean, it happens for me all the time, and I can just see the pitch for this one, um, and it is Ninja Nuns. Um, and apparently there's a movie called Nunja, <laughs> which, I mean, I want to check out just based off of that. If uh, you've seen that, and you have... Uh, oh, sirens are going up. going to be a busy night. Um, but anyways, if you have, um, if you have seen it, we want to know what you think of it, um, and uh, yeah, the uh, police are pulling up right now to make sure I don't talk about this movie, apparently, because I'm sure it is a gem. But uh, um, yeah, so this one is Ninja Nuns, and it comes from the Metal Shark Bro, which is another great comic book. And this is from Scout Comics, written by Chaz Pangum, or Pangburn, rather. Nailed it right out of the gate. <laughs> Bob France and Kevin Koof, um, or Cuffy? Why why can't just names be just like Anderson? Um, something easy. Um, but uh, yeah, anyways, can highly recommend that. You pretty much know from the title what it is. I, I would describe it as nuns, ninjas, and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So like the nun costume is a different color for each, each, uh, each ninja nun. But uh, definitely check that out. Another one, uh, one of my favorite horror comic books was Nailbiter back in the day. Um, but they, then they stopped it. Now they just rebooted it basically with, uh, nail biter returns. And this is one of those ones that does live up, I think, to the, um, comic, the original now, you know, at first when they brought it back, it was kind of like, okay, you know, I was excited cause I loved the original series, but I felt like the first, maybe the first issue was really strong and then it kind of tapered out a little bit, but where they are right now about to rain, this blood that will drive people crazy on the city of Portland is a, a pretty intense, crazy storyline. And so if you're a comic book fan or a horror fan, check that one out. That's Nailbiter Returns. Check out the original Nailbiter. Otherwise, I don't know if you'll totally be lost, but this helps you for sure. Uh, another one, I love Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. They're great. Um, and this is from Image Comics, which Nailbiter is from as well. Uh, but this is a new one called Reckless. And it's a full graphic novel um, from the gang there. And it's uh, they're the best at crime stories. And this is another one that is just super crazy, super intense, um, and really a well-written story. Uh, I saw someone say that there wasn't a ton of action on this one, but I feel like there is. And, and the story is just so intense, too. It doesn't have to be nonstop, you know, blood and gore all the time, right? Right? Can we take a break at some of the blood and gore, please? All right, that has been Comic Books for the Week. In this parking lot.
right, so this is surprising, and it would surprise nobody more than myself because I did a book segment a while ago, and I was like, this will probably be the only book segment we have on the program because it's so hard to find time to read a book. For me, anyways. I can only say for me, but but I managed to do it in the month of December and part of November as well. I read two books, um, and one is, I want to make sure I get the title right, um, and this is probably something I could have done in pre-production, but for sure I know the title of one, it's called Meet Me in the Bathroom, which is all about um, rock and roll music from the era of 2001 to 2011. So this is like Strokes and um, White Stripes, Hives, um, Franz Ferdinand, um, Interpol, stuff like that. So that time period, and is really good. And a lot of people, I think, would be intimidated maybe by that book because it's like 600 pages. And it is intimidating. But it's one of those ones where it's taken from a bunch of interviews. So it's interviews with all these different musicians, and then it's just compiled. And so there'll be a topic, and then there'll be just you know paragraph blurbs from each person that's kind of lived this uh, experience. And it's pretty great. It's, it's one of those things that it doesn't read like a, like a book, if that makes sense. It's almost like a uh, documentary in your brain when you're reading this. Um, so super easy read. It's one of those ones where, and so I was struggling with being able to read a book <laughs> with just finding the time. So I did that for November and December. I was like, okay, I'm going to mark off. I wanted to read both of these books, and I'll tell you about the second one in a bit, but they're both massive books. The second one's 400 pages, um, which is Changing Your Mind. I believe that's the name of it. I'm going to double check on that. But um, that uh, I've realized the only way to actually be able to do it is to set aside time, or How to Change Your Mind is the name of it. Um, yeah, How to Change Your Mind. Great book. Um, but uh, so I set aside a half an hour uh, every night for each book. Um, and now, right now, I'm in the middle of working um, on a gig. And so at the time, I wasn't working too. So that like that helped. You know what I mean? That could be my job is just reading a book. But it's like it's tough to find time um, to actually you know, set aside to read. So, but that worked for me a half an hour for each book managed to blow through it. And then I even found I was reading more with this, um, meet me in the bathroom. Cause again, it just like, it goes by like a breeze. So how to change your mind is this book about, this is by Michael Pollan. And, um, but, uh, yeah, fantastic book about basically using psychedelics to cure, you know, alcoholism, depression, um, and addiction and, um, really just in insane stories. And he basically said that uh, he wasn't going to try any, um, you know, mushrooms or LSD until he reached a certain age. Now he's reached that age. And so the book is about that. And it's not just about his experiences. He backs it up with all this, you know, the history of psychedelics and it really paints a good picture. It's one of those things where you could get very dense and very scientific and kind of glaze over, which people probably are just the sound of my voice right now. And I apologize, but the book is way more entertaining than me. <laughs> and, uh, and it's good. You don't feel like you're learning, but you are. So how to change your mind, 
Meet Me in the Bathroom. This is the second book segment we've done on the show. Crazy. So now let's get into some movie reviews. Uh, no big shocker here, but uh, watch a bunch of horror movies again. Um, so let's see. Here are some that I can recommend, um, but full full discretion. These are uh, the first bunch that I'm going to talk about is Jalo movies. And so a Jalo movie, I want to make sure I get the actual definition because um, I've heard a bunch of people describe it different ways, but let's see. This would be, I think, the best way to describe it. So it is, it's an, an Italian horror film, but it's, um, the word giallo is Italian for yellow. The term derives from a series of cheap paperback mystery and crime thriller novels with yellow covers that were popular in Italy. So there you go. So a lot of these movies are just taken off of those stories and that style of story. So you got uh, detectives and just really crude, crazy horror stories. Um, so the ones I saw were Torso, Fifth Chord, What Have You Done to Solange, Evil Eye, Black Belly of the Tarantula. Um, that is, that's five, five of them, just to name a few that I can recommend. So if you're a Jalo fan, definitely check those out. And it's funny because, like, uh, you know, I think it's Torso is one that is Eli Roth's favorite, or one of his favorites, horror filmmaker Eli Roth that did Hostel. And you can definitely tell when you watch this movie, you're like, okay, that makes sense. Definitely like a, you know, it's, it's and the slasher had already been established, but this is, you know, just a, a pretty well done creepy crazy slasher. So check that out. Um, for the nostalgia, this should be a segment on the show. But um, I loved, so I was back home, you know, got the COVID test and was able to um, make sure that, you know, I was good to live um, essentially and stay with my parents for, for a bit. And I stayed in my old, uh, right now I'm recording this in uh, good old California. Um, and I was uh, in Minnesota with my parents for for a while, and I was in my old room, uh, you know, my childhood room, and I had just, you know, I had all my old VHS, my VHS collection, and I was like, oh, I gotta find a way, you know, I got a, uh, I had asked my uncle, I talked about this on an earlier podcast, um, I asked my aunts and uncles if they had a TV VCR combo. That's what I was looking for, a way to watch all my old VHS. And he was like, yeah, I have a I have a VCR TV combo. And it was literally just the two separate pieces. <laughs> so I was like, so then I have this big clunky TV and this uh, VCR, which was fine. I ended up, I found a way to plug in the uh, VCR to my TV, my current TV that's in, in my bedroom um, at my parents. And so I was able to watch a bunch of, of my old VHS tapes and 
Some of my favorite ones were uh, Blown Away with Jeff Bridges and Tommy Lee Jones. You know, it's funny. I loved this movie so much when I was a kid, and it just, like, always stayed with me. And I thought there was some really powerful, great scenes. And then you watch it now because it's considered some of the worst Irish accents by Bridges and Tommy Lee Jones. And, yeah, that's right on. Those are hard to listen to. Uh, but another great VHS uh, um, hold hold up that holds up really well is the long kiss goodnight with Sam Jackson and, uh, Gina Davis. Um, so very, very good movies. Also a quick review of the silencing from, uh, uh, or not from, but with, um, Mr. Game of Thrones. And I'm going to, um, totally butcher his name, but, um, did not get great reviews. It got, what is it? 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is with, what's the guy's name? Nicolaj Coster-Waldo. Sure, I nailed that one. Um, but actually, it's I mean, it's beautifully shot, and it's not a bad crime thriller. Check it out. It's only 90 minutes, too, so that's a, that's a score in my book. One more Now I'm going to do some uh, TV reviews. Oh, but I did want to talk about, too, there's one movie I didn't get to, The Editor, which is a recent movie, and it's a horror movie done in the vein of Jalo movies. Um, and a lot of, like that movie and a lot of Jalo movies, a lot of movies that I've just been talking about, too, I get from Shudder, which uh, I'm so sorry that I'm talking about it again this week. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Great, uh, great selection of horror movies on there. But the editor is just an awesome homage to that style of movie. So there you go. Um, check that out. And then, all right, so we're getting to some TV. So let's see. What are you guys watching? Um, for the longest time, you know, I'm, I'm weird in the sen- a lot of senses. But I'm weird also in the main sense of if something like a show or movie is super popular, sometimes I that'll deter me from wanting to see it for the longest time. And I don't know why that is, you know what I mean? Like a lot of times something is super popular for a reason. Like it's, it's something that so many people can relate to and that they enjoy. So that's something that I should embrace. But, um, Cobra Kai was one that I hadn't just, I just hadn't gotten around to. And now that I have, I mean, I'm so glad I did last weekend. I started, uh, the first season, and now I'm in the middle of season two. Uh, this is about a week, yeah, week, week and a half later, and uh, I'm going to try to plow through the rest this weekend. Um, but is really good. I mean, Machio is just amazing, and um, uh, it's just all like it, it's such an interesting. That first season is great because it it does this weird thing where all the it reframes all the movies that you've seen. I'm sure you've heard about this, but like you, you're always, you know, growing up, you're like, Oh, Machio is this kid that gets picked on. And then he has to, you know, go to uh, learn karate. And then he becomes, 
you know, this this champion um, plays Dan- Daniel Daniel LaRusso. Um, but uh, but they reframe that where it's like, oh, you haven't really thought about the other side, have you? Which is like the William Zabka character, Johnny Lawrence, of like, oh, he could be a victim too. You know what I mean? You've never really looked at it in that uh in that vein before so that was uh that was super super interesting to um to kind of see but uh but yeah highly recommend that that one's a good one um the night stalker is the you know it's hard to just label it as like a true crime series even though that is what it is um is 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 but uh it's it's just a really well done documentary, but it is also, I mean, it's intense. So it's about Edgar Ramirez, uh, the night stalker. And so people are calling and it, it is a, it's a four episode documentary. And apparently, apparently Netflix users are, are saying that they've gone too far and that the show's gone too far with its, uh, with its telling of the story. Um, people have talked about having to turn it off after a couple episodes. Um, yeah, the story, it goes through Richard Ramirez, the serial killer and rapist who was imprisoned for crimes he committed in the eighties. Um, but basically people were just feeling disturbed after these images. Um, and <clears throat> I'm, I'm only on the first episode, but it is true. It is. And the stories are so intense and, and very hard to take, um, and apparently, Exorcist director William Friedkin is a fan. Says called it the best procedural he's ever seen. Um, so that's uh, I mean, if you're making a show, that's that's the pull quote you want for sure. Um, but yeah, some people were even saying that they just went too far in putting the actual crime scene images on there. Um, but just so just be warned that that stuff is in there. Um, but yeah, pretty crazy. So that's Night Stalker and that's on Netflix. So now let's move on to a little bit of random entertainment news. So let's see, where do we want to start first? Let's see, 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 let's see. Just just four minutes of me going. Let's see, let's see. Okay, cool. So let's start with this. This story actually makes me super happy. So my parents have been. Um, on a sea shanty kick for quite some time. They go to this uh, pub in Minneapolis where they do that on, I think it's Thursdays or maybe it's Sundays. Um, and they would always talk about this to our family. And uh, I got to go a couple times. But I remember the first time, it's you're literally, you know, you go grab some food, grab grab some brews, and, uh, and you're just, you take turns if you want to present a song, someone will go up and present the song. And then usually there's times where they teach you the song and then you're singing along. And by the end of the night, everyone's, you know, half in the bag and just uh, singing and having a great time. And it's uh, it's quite a great experience. So apparently sea shanties have been 
um, on the rise due to TikTok. So um, there you go. So a lot of people are fans of, you know, the Scotsman or Drunken Sailor. Those are good. Or the Wellerman. These are great sea shanties. Um, And then, yeah, so basically as I'm recording this over the past few days, so many people on TikTok have been going to discuss and and post their favorite sea shanties. And this is one of those things like, I don't know how or why this caught on, but I love all of that. And apparently we have this, this guy, Nathan Evanis, or Evans, Nathan Evans, to thank for this distraction. So he's a 26-year-old musician who lives outside of Glas- Glasgow, Scotland, um, and he found himself bored during the lockdown so he joined tiktok in hopes of sharing some of his music and started doing these sea shanties um and yeah so there you go so this is one of those trends that i am glad has uh caught on because i was uh i was a sea shanty fan say that five times fast sea shanties by the seashore um all right army hammer that actor has made the news this week for and he's dropped out of the film Shotgun Wedding amid DM scandal apparently. So this was uh, Shotgun Wedding was this movie with going to be him and Jennifer Lopez, but he apparently dropped off because of a scandal that showed the actor's Twitter DMs ranging in subject from failed relationships to alleged violence against women to bizarrely possible cannibalism. So there you go. Listen. Army Hammer, I might not be a fan of you personally, but I love your baking soda. Um, okay, let's see. What else do we got? Um, oh, this one. I remember this um, growing up. David Fincher. You know, there's these directors that you just kind of worship growing up. David Fincher and Paul Thomas Anderson were two of those for me. Um, and I remember... I remember... David Fincher, actually Paul Thomas Anderson talking about David Fincher's uh, Fight Club. And he was quoted in saying, uh, I saw 30 minutes of it only because our trailer is playing in front of it. Um, And he said, I would love to go on railing about the movie, but I'm just going to pretend as if I haven't seen it. It's just unbearable. I wish David... And so his issue was that stemmed from the film's depiction of testicular cancer and uh, the... The, t- the testicular cancer support group that's in the movie. He said, um, yeah, I would love to go on railing about the movie, but I'm just going to pretend as if I hadn't seen it. It's just unbearable. I wish David Fincher testicular cancer for all of his jokes about it. I wish him testicular cancer. Uh, a couple expletives in there too. Um, but now, ye 20 years later, a mere 20 years later, Fincher has decided to respond, and he says, look, I've been through cancer with somebody that I love. I can understand if somebody thought, I didn't think we were making fun of cancer survivors or victims. I thought what Chuck Palahniuk, whose book the film is based on, was doing was talking about therapeutic environment that can be infiltrated or abused. We were talking about empathy vampirism. Um, And then he also added, um, as far as Paul's quote, I get it. If you're in a rough emotional state and you've just been through something major, my dad died and it made me feel different about death and suffering. And he says, he he adds, uh, my dad probably liked Fight Club less than Paul did. 
So there you go. That's your Paul Thomas Anderson news and Fincher news for the week. there you go everybody uh we did it um not fully yet this is the final segment the checking in segment um how was your week hopefully pretty good uh mine was good just kind of locked indoors i'm lucky to have had um when i'm recording this this is the second week of january and i'm doing a you know work from home gig so i've been doing that this week and last week and i'm thankful for it and so also thankful for you know having a gig but also being indoors and being able to lock myself indoors um, is very important right now, especially out in California. I came from Minnesota that's doing their numbers are, are way better and they're opening stuff up left and right. And that is not the case in California right now. So um, this is another thing that forces me inside this gig. So that's a, that's a very, very good thing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's been good. So doing a lot of the zoom stuff, you know, I was on a gig before that, but we were traveling mainly and doing stuff out in the field, but we had done a little bit of the Zoom, but now it's all full full Zooms um, every day. So that is, uh, that is definitely, a lot of people have said that, that that was like a, you know, tough transition for them. For me, I kind of, I like it. I mean, you're working from home, you're, you roll out of bed that, especially out here, I would have to factor in about an hour and a half each way. So that's like three plus hours you're looking at every day for commute. So that definitely take takes its toll on you. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that that part's been good. Um, I did have some great experiences in Minnesota though, so that was good for the holidays. Um, got to see I love snowfall and all that, so that was cool to experience that. Um, didn't do any ice fishing this time, but uh, but. Uh, if I make it back there before the end of the winter, for sure. But otherwise, you know, I keep saying, oh, next year, but it's been a couple of years where I've haven't done any ice fishing and that sucks not doing it. Um, if you haven't gone ice fishing, you got to do it. Um, but also I was, uh, I was at a friend's apartment complex and, um, <laughs> in Minneapolis and we were hanging out watching TV and she was like, um, Oh, okay. And her apartment complex is this, um, you could see through her balcony, you can see through and inside all of these other surrounding buildings <laughs> and which is, you know, good or bad, but mainly bad. Um, we were watching TV and she's like, Oh, this guy's washing his, uh, washing his windows. Wait, why, why is he washing his windows with his shirt off? And, uh, I was like, huh. And so I went out and got up and took a look and he wasn't washing windows. He, I'm like, ah, he's holding up two legs. <laughs> it was two, this couple across the way from us, just, uh, fully going to town, um, in the broad daylight. <laughs> and I looked around to see if anybody else was watching. Um, cause I'm sure, I'm sure people were, and I was like, huh, well, there you go. You have at it. You crazy kids. 
Um, but yeah, I hope you guys are doing well and staying sane. Um, I saw somebody lose their mind, uh, went to Target, and I stepped in into line to check out. Apparently, he'd been waiting there for a long time because he lost his mind. He just like flipped out on this cashier and was just uh, just going off. And uh, it was like clearly a lot led up to that guy doing that. You know what I mean? That was his breaking point. But seeing him just freak out was like was scary because he didn't know what he was going to do next. And uh, the manager came over and was like, that was a guy defusing a bomb and was super impressive. Um, you know, to know to know what to say in that moment and and absolutely what not to say. So uh, there you go. So take care of yourselves because, uh, you know, last thing you want to do is be someone freaking out in Target. <laughs> I, you know, I hope I'm never that guy. Um, anyways, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for checking out the podcast again this week. This has been great. Um, reach out to us at, uh, we didn't do any advice segment this week, but Reach out to us with your advice questions. We'll get to it uh, next week. You can do that at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. Notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. And thanks again to Nalo for the music this week. And also thanks to the unis for their music this week. So ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next time. I love you. (laughs) 